0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Flight School Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Turner Medlicott, joined as always by Jonah Lossi and Adrian Walker. We're all tired, but that doesn't matter because we've got so much news to get through this podcast. I'm really excited to talk about all that we have to talk about today. I feel like we're going to be drained. Like we're going to be drained after this podcast. This is about to be a marathon pod. Uh, But other than tired, how are y'all?
1: Oh, we're good i mean classic classic tuesday went to the office got bit by a dog this time on purpose it's actually like the third time i've been bit by a dog in the last two years this is the one time i've volunteered for it but you know it's it's been a good day overall i've i i got bit by a dog and then i started working with legal assistants to work out a will i should have switched those but it is what it is yeah priorities
2: yeah i love I'll just put it this way: my day was far more boring than Jonah's. It was just a very regular Tuesday. I sat at my desk and I did my work, but I had a deadline that I had to hit before this podcast, and I was freaking out that I wasn't going to hit it. So we hit it.
0: Now we're here. Now we roll. Now we roll. Plow now we through. Roll. And <laughs> plowing through. And speaking of uh, roll, rolling, uh, rolling in some dough. Uh, I hated that I said that. But God, you, know you cannot. Upset. You cannot
2: segue to save your life.
0: I I'm off my game. Sometimes Turner, I'm, I'm decent, but sometimes it's just terrible. If we yeah. told you, we told you
2: before the podcast, we're gonna find ways to roast you because we couldn't make you laugh beforehand. It's
1: coming. It's coming full
2: full force.
1: If yeah. Turner, if I could do an, a a comp like an NBA comp, if I could do a comp for Turner's transition game, it's like when a third grader finds about about gradient and PowerPoint. Like that's <laughs> that's. <yeah. laughs> That was a, that was your star wipe of of transition. Oh man, that's
0: that's that's too real. That's <laughs> too real.
1: But get, getting into
0: probably the biggest story in the NFL for the week, Dak Pres- Prescott signed a massive deal. Not not a um Pat Mahomes level deal because I don't know if anybody's going to Well, he's team. not
1: Pat Mahomes, so it better and not be not a Pat Mahomes. I would level. argue that I would argue it's a worse contract than Pat Mahomes. Cause we know Pat Mahomes has a chance to be the greatest quarterback of all time. And Pat Dak Prescott has the potential to be a top five quarterback in the NFC East, like, or the <laughs> NFC South. Well, you know, like he's not, I don't think he's that good. I've never thought he was that good. I thought I, he had a good couple first years and I think he is immensely overrated. I think
0: he's an above average quarterback in a bad division with a team that saw what happened when they didn't have him this year. Um, I am really happy that he got so much money guaranteed after that injury that he suffered because I think we were all kind of worried, like, is that going to screw over his contract year? Because he was getting a contract year. Um, and he was delayed. putting on numbers. He was putting on numbers before he, he was went down, up too. Um, so I'm really glad he got a good payday. I'm really glad that Like sixty-six of of it is million of it is a signing bonus. That's insane. Um, And he's gonna make seventy-four million dollars this year. That's also bonkers. Um, For the Cowboys, I think it's 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 a terrible contract. But I'm happy for Dak. I'm also kind of happy that I think the Cowboys like aren't gonna make it further than. Did, you know, NFC divisional round for the I mean three. basically what
2: the Cowboys just did was screw themselves through the end of Dak's new contract. What well, they just did. Um but, and here's- I I'm happy for Dak, right? Oh yeah. We're absolutely. all happy for Dak. The problem is we all agree that Dak is an above average quarterback, maybe just a little bit above an above-average quarterback at best. And he's now going to come off of a, a career-threatening injury. So, like, putting that much money into into that situation is just not very smart if you're a Cowboys fan or you're, you're the Cowboys organization.
0: Yeah, but when has the Cowboys organization been smart in the past, like, 15 years?
2: And they drafted
1: Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I don't think uh, I think was that, that was like kind of a crash and burn I think at the end of the day he's the fourth overall pick that's been mediocre the last two years and he's how old you know I, he's be been enough. a top three or
2: four running back in the league
1: for the past not this past season well
2: not this past season but he was they he was crowded at the line every game so he, he was of course until, he wasn't that great
1: until this contract their most valuable asset and yet he can't do anything to carry a team I think we've seen in the NBA, in the, in the, in the NBA, in the NFL, um, it's not worth the pay running backs. Never, never. I it's agree. Just, it, it's and when you give somebody a fourth overall, you're going to be paying them their entire career unless you just let them walk. And so I don't, I honestly don't think that was too smart. I mean, it was great for if they were a winning team, if they were ready to win now, kind of situation, and they just weren't. Um, but getting back to Dak, you know, you know, I was a little harsh. I I really like him. As you know, from what I've known about the guy off the field, he seems like an upstanding guy. And the worst thing I could ever imagine for anybody is to get hurt contract year. I wanted him to get paid regardless. But I'm just looking at it from the realistic and you know, kind of pragmatic standpoint of from the from ownership from general from the GM's perspective. Why in the world were they not able to use any leverage of him just being hurt? Not for the sake of like taking advantage of him but for the fact that you don't know if he's going to come back a hundred percent, you haven't seen him play and he wasn't ha- and he was putting up good numbers. Sure. But all you need to look up is the Eagles. They had the best quarterback in the NFL and they just traded him for peanuts and their, their base got to trade him for peanuts because he's washed up already somehow. And, it, or at least they're treating him like that. So, I'm, co- I'm concerned about that contract. I think it's going to put the Cowboys in a hole. Uh, when you talk about signing somebody for 50 to million a year in straight-up signing bonus, that's, the, that's their start. And that means, no matter if they say he falls apart in two years, they're still going to owe him $30 million at minimum for the next couple of years. That's what's happening to the Steelers right now with Big Ben. They were going to owe Ben Roethlisberger $19 million whether he retired or not. And they just re-signed his contract and finagled things. But, like, it's he's not Pat Mahomes. And he's going to make more money this year than any quarterback in history, including Pat Mahomes. I mean, you, you
2: just mentioned Ben Roethlisberger. I'm curious what your thoughts are on on his
1: re-signing and, and what that means for the Steelers moving forward. Uh, the hands are tied, I think. Um, I think, like I mentioned, they were stuck with that $19 million dead cap regardless. And – I, I, I don't think the full uh, particulars have been released on just how much he's going to get paid. I would assume it's in the twenty to twenty five thousand twenty twenty to twenty five million range, uh, but it's that's better than like the forty two. I assume he was going to be. I, again, I have no idea. I would say I would assume he gave back probably five to ten million dollars to make this work. But um, the issue with the Steelers, uh, another name on our list to talk about, is uh, Bud Dupree. He was our s- probably second best defender last year. Um, and we're going to lose him in all likelihood. He's worth $15, 20000000 a year, and we just can't afford him. The Steelers were lacking depth before, and unfortunately it just means we're going to lose so many valuable assets, and we have done such a piss-poor job at finding a replacement from Ben Roethlisberger. The one, we drafted two quarterbacks, one in the third and one in the fourth round, those being Mason Rudolphs and Josh Dobbs. And neither one of them looked like anything more than second or third string quarterbacks. And I kind of hope that the Steelers just kind of tanked it this year and hope for the best and got a quarterback next year. But I respect Ben wanting to come back on his own terms, but I feel like it could get ugly because any NFL fan could see how that season ended. He looked phenomenal at different points during the 11 and 0 run. And despite putting up 500 yards against the Browns or whatever, he threw he was the sole reason that the Steelers lost that game against the Browns. And it just does not look good um, for our future. And I think we're going to be one of those uh, story piece franchises that kind of falls by the wayside for five years or so. Not
0: gonna, not gonna be a problem for me, uh, but it's not like my franchise is going to do much, much better. Cause who are we, who are we getting? We're the Arizona Cardinals. That's, that's what we do.
1: Um, happened to yeah. the optimism from last week? Yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> well, I say what?
1: We're going to the Super Bowl. Never mind. No, we're <laughs> I, in never, I never said that. Never
2: said that. Optim- you might as well have said it.
1: Optimism I, lasts I felt six it. days I felt in Phoenix. I felt it, but I never spoke it. <laughs> optimism lasts six
2: days yeah, Phoenix, he, He's Phoenix.
1: He's, he's dropped back
0: down to reality, yeah, is back, what's happened. To reality. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and mention my team. We're not franchising tagging Hassan Reddick. Uh, which I sure I get from a money standpoint, but the thing with him is I don't really think he deserves a huge long-term deal because prior to last season, he was pretty terrible. And last season he was last season. He was great, but like, is he going to fall back down to earth? Is he going to, is this where his like, he has he raised his floor to what the level he played last year? I don't really know that's sort of what the franchise tag is supposed to be for teams, but we've only got, you know, 12 and a half million in cap space now after the JJ Watts signing. And we got to use that not for a pass rusher. Um, we got to use that for, for the secondary, um, to supplement the offense, maybe with an offensive tackle. I don't really know, but not for his position. I, uh, Hopefully we can work something out with them. I'd like to keep him in Arizona. It sounds like he'd like to stay, but I kind of see us losing him too, Um, which I hate to see it because he was was a great, great
1: uh, addition to our defense last year. But we'll see. Um, Not the end of the world. I would say, you know – if I was the Cardinals, evaluate your finances closely because I don't think they're in cap hell quite like the Steelers will, are and we're going to lose one of our best pass rushers. And if we've learned anything from the NFL the last year, just watch the Super Bowl. What was the most important aspect of that game? It was the fact that the Chiefs' O-line was garbage and the Tampa Bay pass rush was unbelievable. And that, that was the whole ballgame right there. Pat Mahomes never got into a rhythm, and that's what, you know, Hassan Reddit can do. If he's also paired with plus JJ Watt and Chandler Jones,
0: yeah. Plus we're we're sort of in a win now mode because I think the, yeah, you, the, have the you
1: have well, to be well the
0: franchise knows that in a couple of years we have to sign uh, Kyler Murray to a big deal, and once that happens, then you're gonna have to sort of turn around the the roster and see who you're gonna pay. Like right now, we're lucky because we've got a good quarterback on a rookie deal. Um, so and when you've got that you got to spend big and Russell
2: Wilson Seahawks.
0: Yeah. In pretty much the exact same mold. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. I, again, I hope we bring him back, just form the most nasty pass rush in the NFL, but we also really need cornerbacks. So we'll see. And I, we don't have Patrick Peterson back. We got to resign him if we want him back too. So lots of decision for us to make. Um, But staying in the division, I think Chris Carson is probably the next biggest free agent news of the day, Um, maybe combined with with Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin being signed on the franchise tag, which I think is unbelievably smart for the Buccaneers. Uh, But then Chris Carson not being signed onto the franchise tag by the Seahawks. Um, Do we think he moves or does he does he stay put? I
2: think Carson stays put. I think I'm I'm in disagreement with you about Godman about Godwin. I think their defense was more important than their offense in terms of them getting getting uh to the Super Bowl and, and winning.
0: I, I mean I agree, but they're I mean they're have already discussed long term deals with Shaq Barrett and Levante David. That's so fair. I think if they feel confident that they're gonna sign those guys the long term deals, then put off the Godwin signing for another year you have a ticking time clock I know he's been amazing still but like Tom Brady will not be good soon so
2: as as long as they do actually sign Shaq Barrett and Levante David the problem is you're entering a free agent market where as Jonah said if you look at the Super Bowl the two main things were a dominant pass rush and a a dominant off or a weaker dominant offensive line. Like that's, you need a really good offensive line and you need a really good pass rush. And if either one of those dudes leave the Buccaneers, I think that's a massive hole that they're going to have to find a way to fill. Not to
1: mention, I, I, I'm not convinced that if you have a halfway decent GM, you're going to be able to find a wide receiver in this upcoming draft. Like That's this draft so is about 90% of what last year's was, if not a hundred percent. I've had a lot of people say it's just as good as last year. And there were like probably 10 future pro bowlers in this last <laughs> draft. So, <laughs> you know, you'd be able to, you're going to be able to find someone like Daz Newsome in the fifth round, you know, yeah. like you're going to be able to find some real studs uh, later, later in this draft. And even if you even trade up, you could trade up to a second for like a, you know, a third or a second two or three years when you think Brady's gone like if you're a win now mode you want to win back to back you might as well go all in because they got a serious base and it's most of it's not going anywhere so you got to resample what you got and I think you're going to win a Super Bowl you're going to lose some people who are going to make some mad money and I think Gabba might be one of those but we'll see
2: yeah enough. I
1: think the the only other name
2: that we had on the list was John U. Smith I know Jonah wanted to, to talk about him and how he could be a really serious candidate um, to join a, a competitive
1: playoff roster. Yeah, well, I mean, he's just one of those guys that you, you see. And it feels like a name I hear a lot, which is weird for a tight end. And he, God, how important is a tight end in those big games, for especially for yep. teams that are... Gronk. I mean, yeah, and like, yeah, I would say even for teams that are a, a little, a little more, you know, run heavy, they're important because they can block and this, that, and the other. But, you know, the two, the two most important teams in the NBA, NFL, this last year, I keep saying NBA. I just want to be <laughs> so bad. Um, but the the Bucks had three of them that were really important, and yeah. then the the Chiefs are built around Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. Like tight ends, when you get a good one they can be revolutionary to your offense if you have a good OC. And I think O. Smith hasn't quite got to that point, but could facilitate a lot of winning if he ends up in the right spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it'll be fun because I think every week we'll have a little bit of NFL news to to sprinkle in and and tease – the upcoming season. Oh
2: the offseason is underway baby. It's oh it's it's, it's, it's not it's the nba
0: it's not the NBA off season but but it's
2: it's it's getting better. It used to be really dreary in the NFL offseason and it's getting
0: better. It's it's getting better because the players I think are getting a little bit more of a of a voice like they do Well they've seen what's happened in the NBA and they're like we want some of that too that's that's how Dak Prescott gets 70 freaking million next
1: year uh, that's something we should have we should have planned it's like what's the equivalent of the Dak Prescott contract oh man it's like auto porter or something <laughs> just something that's unreasonable <laughs> for no
0: real reason um it's 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 too harsh it doesn't fit but my my immediate thought went to like timothy mosgoff i thought team. of timothy timothy mosgoff i think
1: timothy i i've mentioned him so many times in the last week but that's just it's so unfair because it was genuinely one of the worst contracts in the history yes yes. Yes. yes dude got paid 16 million dollars a year just to hang out
0: i mean lakers nice are still season. paying well dang so
1: <laughs> it's jesus
0: yeah. anyway that's a great that's a great transition to the nba we I made think. a segue for you that time you're welcome. yeah i appreciate it. y'all set me up <laughs> Y'all, y'all made it easy for this uh, third grader over here, um, and and just like the NFL, we had a pretty uh, groundbreaking story that was rumored toward the ends of last week and was made official over the weekend. Uh, Blake Griffin is now a New York Net. New um, York Net, all New right. New York Net, wow. <laughs> Brooklyn Net, bud i owe oh, for two i can't where is brooklyn, know, i still I can't get a, get a podcast transition but yeah he's a brooklyn net uh because i know where locations are uh which i think obviously like two or three years ago would have been like that team's literally unstoppable i don't understand how anyone could beat them now it's still like okay now they're unfair um obviously blake griffin isn't what he used to be but like I feel like people have kind of forgotten what a great asset he will be to that team. Uh, well, I think people have forgotten because is he? What if we, well, yeah, seen... I, I I thought this is, I figured this was going to be a really
2: interesting
1: thing because between the three of us. How good are you if Jeremy Grant takes your leadership role?
2: I mean, to be fair, Jeremy Grant has had a, a fantastic year. Yes. It's, it's kind of empty stats on a bad, bad team, but at and the Blake same
1: Griffin didn't have that
2: yes but what what i what i'm saying is i don't think blake griffin's mind or heart was in playing with the pistons i'm pretty sure he was ready to depart that franchise and has been for some time well because in a year
0: or two he put up great numbers sort of giving his all for them and and nothing happened
2: yeah well i mean two years ago uh there were vince carter was still in the league so like (laughs) <laughs> A lot can change in two years. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go off of his numbers from two years ago. I think you got to evaluate uh, any videos that surface now of him practicing or, and stuff like that. I think he is more valuable than people are letting on. A lot of people are calling him washed, like completely washed. I wouldn't say he's completely washed. The only question that I have is how does he help the Nets? Because they already had Jeff Green, and I think Jeff Green thrives better in that role than Blake Griffin does. Personal but, opinion.
1: Well, and so. I think I think Jeff. If I'm if I'm Brooklyn, if I'm Steve Nash, I'm still starting Jeff Green. I don't. I have. I have. Well, no that's what's been rumored. Griffin, right? and I, Yeah, no, and I think so. But and I think Blake. The reason Blake went to Brooklyn is he wants to win a championship, and I think that is the best place for him to win a championship.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely.
1: It's probably also the most fun place for him to win a championship. Not only is it New York City, but also you know you get to play with. Uh, he's really close with Kyrie. he Really likes Kyrie, so mm-hmm. you know that's another bo- uh, boon for him. That and DeAndre you know, Jordan, and DeAndre Jordan. Uh, he's really close to them, and by virtue of them too, you know he's hung out with Kevin Durant a lot. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. I think it's one of those situations where he's happy. Yes, I think he'll be better than he was the last year or two in uh, Detroit. But my issue is he has had significant injury issues his entire career. He's about to turn 32. And when you're 32 and you've relied on your athleticism, almost solely for most of your career, it begs the question, can you really get back? Because, I mean, obviously I don't expect him to be a star. I don't think anyone expects him to be a star. But the fact that he hasn't played more – he's only played 65 games once since he was an all-star. the Clippers and I think it's over like seven seasons or something like that yeah like that's (laughs) yeah I I mean great
2: (laughs) I just I think the big thing for Blake Griffin is coming out and not needing to meet expectations of being an all-star being the fourth star on the on the nets I think so long as he realizes what his role is and and he comes out and he performs that role I think What's underrated about Blake Griffin is how good of a, of a facilitator he's become over his NBA career. And I think that's going to be his main role um, for the Nets
1: is he's going to be, he, he can get a bucket if he needs to. Yeah. But he'll be more of a facilitator for the other big three. And I'm the only reason I'm, I'm kind of downplaying everything is because I really want to be proven wrong in this regard. Like I really like, I, we were talking about before it's like, it's not the best thing for the league, but it kind of is because it makes the most fun team in the league more fun. It's like,
0: <laughs> I mean, I, th- I thought about it because I like, I saw it and I was like, really? I mean, I told y'all, I was like, I would have rather him go to the Suns or I don't know this. No, it's not really who wants, to go to, Celtics, who wants to go like, to, but like, why I, yeah. Phoenix is a, I, nah, but just, just a team that wasn't already, like sort of unquestionably one of the best two
1: teams in their in their conference. Um, People get tired of teams so quickly now. The Brooklyn Nets were at the bottom of the barrel of the league three years ago. Let them have a, uh, at least well, and a that's, season and that's of what being I, average to good. And that's what I'm getting to. And then I
0: thought about it, and I was like, you know, we all really hated – the Warriors being no, so... No, I love the Warriors. No, yeah,
2: Jonah loved the Warriors. Jonah, I don't know what okay, you're talking I'm, about.
0: I'm getting to that because I, like, we all... Not we all, but a lot of people hated the Warriors being so damn good for so long. But they stopped that dynasty, and I i think a lot of us went, oh, wow, their basketball was so much fun to watch, though. Their dominance was so great to watch. And I don't think the Brooklyn Nets are anywhere near that level, but but I, think, I think they are well, well as I, far as continued how,
1: dynasty success how, en- how embarrassing are we as nba fans then because people have talked about the warriors being the evil empire three years in three years yeah how what are we ki- are we kidding we would not have survived in the 90s Jordan was the best player in the league for 10 freaking years and went to, went to six straight finals that he played in each season. Like, and not just six straight finals, he won six straight finals that he played in. Like he was yeah. LeBron with more success at that time. And he, of course, he played a lot less, but we would have been furious of how good the bulls were then Pe- people can't handle two years. People said, Oh man, how, how are we going to deal with the warriors? They just won all the- they had were one and one in the finals.
2: see yeah like i and and the funny thing is i think my biggest thing with disliking the golden with golden state is i'm an okc fan yeah i i had a reason to not like golden state i think in my in my opinion had i been not an okc fan i was a fan of another franchise not related to the warriors in any way shape or form i think i'd have enjoyed it because i mean you had the best player in the league going against the best team in the league year after year after year I mean that's that's pure entertainment.
1: At the, so at, it, at the height, it is. It was probably the prettiest basketball I've ever seen in my life. Like at its yeah. height, having Clay Thompson, Curry, and Durant interchangeably bringing the ball up, or usually as well, Draymond doing it, and you have those three standing on the wing, and then a and it, when they went with their death lineup, Andre Iguodala just running in circles yeah. like that. When the ball was moving the way it was, like, their first championship with lebron like the when they you know lebron broke his ankle trying to get out and slipping yeah you know, people can say he slipped or whatever yeah he slipped because he was trying to run out and guard kevin durant it wasn't gonna work like you yeah. know that game that series those back-to-back series that was probably the most efficient basketball i've ever witnessed in my life and in, in at, at yeah. in the clutch kevin durant just casually was like 50 40 90 kind of deal in the finals and like it wasn't even trying that hard it didn't look like and didn't look like it (laughs) and so and i don't understand how people got so sick of that so quickly because it was beautiful yes they were just that good but you know the lakers are been the best team in the west for two years in a row and no one cares you know why because they're boring and people don't actually watch their games (laughs) people the warriors are just on all the time yeah i'd say like people are i mean they might
0: get the lakers are not going to rattle off four straight championships but even though they did people are going to get upset at them because they're not fun to watch not because and i mean the thing
2: is like i'm kind of happy about this whole brooklyn move because it just reaffirates it gives another reason for the nets to be able to beat the lakers and i am happy about that
1: and not on top of that (laughs) it's gonna make the sixers look so much better when they beat them in the playoffs like there you go (laughs)
0: yeah now i uh I'm gonna be very excited to see who comes out of the East. Um, I still, I still think my team's coming out of the West. Um, I know y'all beg to be differ. I'm not. We, gonna... we
2: will, we will talk about playoffs when they come but around. Playoffs. This Blake,
0: <laughs> this Blake Griffin sighting definitely just makes everything more exciting, and I think that's the conclusion that I've come to, which is awesome for the NBA at the very least. Um, oh, what's I'm... not. Good. I would
1: say, good, I hope more than anything that dude dunks on his first touch of the ball. I, that's, like, I, I, I really hope to find
2: that's, it. I, I really want Blake Griffin to just dunk it on somebody's head the first time he grabs the ball or gets that, the ball. That, that, would, that
0: or a transition uh, classic like windmill dunk. Or like of those
2: DeAndre. Like that's something. A lob from DeAndre to Blake, that would be the most gorgeous thing of all time. That's all
0: I want. That's, that's all we all want. Um, But, yeah, on the flip side of NBA news, what's terrible for for the league. um, Uh, It's terrible for one man. Yeah, it's not really (laughs) terrible for the league. Uh, News broke today, I guess, um, from footage, I'm assuming from from last night. Uh, He he was Twitch streaming. I should mention who it is. Myers Leonard uh, was Twitch streaming last night um, and on – live air with no prompting and and no justification and i used uh, a jewish slur which i'll obviously not repeat um pretty horrendous stuff pretty unforgivable stuff dude was playing like call of duty like
1: warzone something like that one of those t- it, was, some, it was it was call
0: of duty of, of some. some and i just I yeah, I don't really have any any words. I have thoughts, to say. I, have thoughts. I don't have any words to say <laughs> or space in my mind for a person like that to occupy. I just he should be out of the league, pack his bags, go home. We don't want any of that crap. That's all I gotta say about Myers
2: Leonard. Oh yeah, well he he will be out of the league. Um yeah. it's it's not gonna take a week. He'll he'll be out of the league. And what's sad is he got a ton of coverage last year with with the bubble and the playoffs because everyone was taking taking a a kneel during the flag there was a a lot going on with with the George Floyd protest Breonna Taylor all of that stuff and Myers Leonard was the only person out of everyone like all the teams that were participating the only guy who stood um while uh during the national anthem and Mark Spears did a really, really in-depth feature on Myers Leonard to, fi- to, like, really get at the core of why he wouldn't kneel with his teammates. And it was it was something related to how his brothers were in the military, and so he, does, he feels like he's disrespecting them, whatever. <laughs> it, it didn't even take a year before he dropped a, a, a racial slur Um, or or not whatever he he lied and and he got all of this coverage um and and it's just disgusting and i'm so happy that he he's we're getting him out of the league or hopefully we're getting him out of the league because it's just it's gross and and i'm i'm sad that 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 has happened
1: it's deplorable. And they, w- what I feel for most is, you know, you have a lot of, a lot of Jewish fans of the Miami heat and yeah. the NBA and it having somebody, a lot of people, they probably looked up to him as an athlete and having someone like that degrade you and your culture and your team and everything. It's, it's, it's awful. Um, I'm, I'll leave it at that. I, I hope he is um, removed from his position, you know, I don't know in what manner they can do that, especially given the finances involved. Um, I hope another team doesn't give him a chance because it's kind of what I expect. I fully expect his name to be popping around the next few years um, around the league, but we'll see. I know um, social justice is something that is not really taken too lightly these days. So we'll see. Um, It's also easy to put on a show as we've seen (laughs) by certain individuals. But anywho, I'd like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to move on from that. But yes, uh, disgusting, and um, you know, sad do, do. that we have to talk yeah. about it. Please. Honestly, yeah.
0: Like like I said to start, he does he doesn't deserve uh, me talking about him. He's he's pretty despicable in my eyes, so I'm gonna move on to uh, much happier things. And I think I'm gonna let well. You all debatably well there's (laughs) some
2: things that we're happy
0: about All Star weekend but some things not so
2: happy about
0: entertaining for me at the in the least because i get to hear y'all's uh reaction to it because like most uh all-star breaks and all-star weekends of past um i have nothing against the all-star game i just don't tend to watch much of it i'll catch the highlights and that's good enough for me um i think it's an awesome weekend if you're if you got the time uh, and you're, you know, if you're into that stuff, you're a dedicated
2: which, fan instead of a casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what, it's what I'm.
0: It's what I'm trying to get to. Um, I think I will touch on at least from what I saw. Um, the biggest stories, of course, were Giannis going. Was Giannis going 16 of 16 from the field, which is bonkers. That man was banking in threes, like banking in the ugliest looking threes, like they. <laughs> They had no business going in, but then they would just sort of bedonk off the backboard and go in. Um, Steph and Dame having a like quasi, on the same team having a shoot on the same team having a quasi three point contest to see who could make a further like half court shot and continuously making them. Um, and kind of that was those were the three like all those three guys all on the same team stole the show and I mean the game wasn't close. Now, you know, the team, uh, team Durant didn't even have Durant or um, uh, Embiid. So, I mean, it would have been a lot more entertaining with those guys in there. And I think it could have been more competitive like it was last year. Cause the end of then I watched the end of the all-star game last year it was amazing. Yeah. Um, but that's what stuck out to me. That was really fun. Um, what else uh, was awesome? We'll start with the positives uh, for you all about.
2: Well, no, I, I think the first thing you should discuss, if we're kind of looking at it in a chron- chronological sort of sense, is the fact that both 76ers stars is <laughs> Jonah's team and didn't both get so to play in the All-Star game. They're yeah.
1: expected to miss the first the first game or two after um, after the All-Star game too because of their exposure. Yep. Um yeah I mean it was bound to happen wasn't it like it was yeah. just... everyone everyone kind of expected something to happen but then I say I can't remember who um who reported on it I'll have to give them a shout out on the next pod or something they mentioned that it had like some of the highest ratings of the day, some of the highest ratings for all star games, like especially in the demographic the NBA is looking for. And the first comment was like, This is why Adam Silver risked everybody's lives. It's like, Yeah, no. And he doesn't, <laughs> it, it does, he doesn't really care too much, but like the pressure he's had, um, for sure financially. But, um, it was, I, I think, as much as anything, I hope they're okay. Um, more than anything, because as we've seen, COVID can definitely have long-term effects on athletes. I think they both tested negative so far. Yeah, so. But, and that's the hope in maintaining it. Um, I was, it was, I was immediately frustrated and it put a, a shadow over the event, not just because they're Sixers, just because day of the event. And it's like, okay, yeah, but we're just going to, we're going to keep going though. That's, like, <laughs> yeah, Oh gosh, I, I, just, I felt like it could have been a disaster, but luckily everything else went off um, without a hitch. Well, not only for me though. I'll say in chronological order, going that way, that was awful. And then we opened with the skills challenge, which was a disaster. <laughs> yes, and Chris I was Paul like, "This a layup." Chris Paul like, missed a layup, and I was like, "What is happening?" I was like, "This whole thing sucks." Like, <laughs> do y'all,
0: do y'all think any of them actually care about the that? The big
1: men care. That's why they win. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is 100% decide like Vucevic missing a layup right after Chris Paul missed a layup, but like yeah. yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous, but I'll let you and then I'll let you guys take over for the three-point contest, but yeah. It was a rough start for me emotionally. I was I was very sour immediately on the entire event. Yeah, I I would say for me
2: All-Star weekends always sort of fun. I just I find it fun cuz usually especially in the All-Star game you see the best players in the league just enjoying themselves playing basketball. It's more about the fun and the joy and the beauty of the game and less about we need to win, which is pretty much what the rest of the NBA season is about. So that that's personally what I enjoy. And, and we got to see that uh, not only in the all-star game, but we got to see it in the three point contest. Uh, It was really surprising. A lot of people kind of expected Steph Curry to win and he did win. Um, but I don't think a lot of people were expecting Mike Conley to come and show out the way he did. Cause he was a replacement for Devin Booker, uh, last minute and Mike Conley came in, not only uh, showed out the three point contest, uh, coming second to Steph Curry, but also played pretty well in the all-star game, which it was really cool. Cause everyone, uh, everyone wanted to see Mike Conley in the all-star game before he retired. I did at least I did personally. I and oh, I was I'm super happy ha- him, I was but... super
0: happy to see him. I was surprised that he got nominated this year as I think some people definitely were, but he had so many years where he deserved to be um and like literally everybody calls that man like the nicest dude in the NBA. Yeah. So like I I'm so happy that he not only got nominated but to hear and see that he did well. He and he took advantage of his his opportunity.
2: Yeah, and 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 he looked like he was having a lot of fun. So it was it was cool to see Mike Conley show out. Steph Curry won the three point contest. Was it a, a surprise? No. And then and then they they all showed out in the All Star game. Steph Curry went like six of six from three early on in the All Star <laughs> game, which was just dumb. And then and then Dame started hitting. Giannis was on fire from everywhere on the court. uh Zion dunked. I didn't think Zion was going to dunk in the All Star game. If I'm being honest, I thought uh coaches might might restrict him from dunking, but he came out and he had
1: like two alley oops early on, and I was no, like, okay. the coaches didn't. The coaches didn't restrict him. The rim did.
2: Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> I
1: mean, he, he 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 was missed like one of six two or three early. layups in a. Yeah, yeah, he missed two or three dunks in a row. I was really disappointed. That's why I was mad at Zion. And (laughs) I might be off my rocker. I might be off my rocker. I don't give a crap about the 16 to 16. Giannis wasn't the MVP, in my opinion. He was because he made those shots. He didn't make any at the end. He banked in two threes. Funny or not, that doesn't show skill. And then he made like 15 layups. (laughs) <laughs> or dunks which how is there anything easier in life than making a layup in the all-star game like i don't i, I
0: damian Lillard apparently was in hard opinion, for chris paul so
1: chris paul dunked he caught an alley-oop yeah, chris paul <laughs> caught an
2: alley-oop so does steph so did
1: dame like, i, I, I yeah, saw that and, and so what i'm saying is i think i don't know i would probably say I would spe- I would have expected, it had if Giannis had missed one shot, I would have expected Steph to get the all-star game because he had, Yeah. Re- but really it was all because of the early show though. Because he had all the early threes, he hit the ridiculous couple shots, and then he, he hit the turnaround right after Chris Webber was like, give me a turnaround shot. I need to like yeah. nail the turnaround. <laughs> then he got him on the mic. He was like, you got to give me the 720. Yeah. He's he like, oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> but I would actually give it to Damian Lillard because the way he ended the first and second the both both halves he shot he made two he hit his last shot was a half court shot and then he won the game on a half court shot and he was second on the team and scoring and i mean it was about the same minutes but like he wasn't a starter and you could just see him it was it was the it was poetic because he didn't know they were doing this but they showed steph make three threes and they just saw dame on the bench going like
2: <laughs> like, yeah, yep. he was, just waiting. He was oh, waiting he was like
1: he was like a rabid dog about to bite you on the arm <laughs> i don't know where i'm getting that imagery from but like yeah no i i did enjoy the Oscar game in pieces um i think there was a pretty big lull at, at a couple different points because i think yep, they lost third quarter Tuesday and i think I. and if it wasn't if you ever if you ever need have, have a Concept of what phoning it in is. Watch LeBron James in this All Star game. Like, oh, he, he, he <laughs> I could have told you he went you for that one. reverse dunk. He looked, he went for that reverse dunk and, and looked like, you know, I don't know. I can't even find a good comp like Joe Kim Noah in this last couple years. Like, he just, it just was not good. And yep. he was like, I'm going to go to the bench. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that man minutes. barely played.
0: Like, he said, I'm 36. Yeah. I'm cool. I
1: drafted the team 13 Kev, minutes. Kevin Durant is out here two, seven. Yeah. He yeah, was he, like, yeah.
0: Well, no, he, he said, he said, wait, KD got to get out of the game, man. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me no, too, so I want to go
2: hang out. So it, it was, I mean, it was still fun to watch though. Cause they were all having a blast on the bench as they pretty much do every year during the all-star game. Uh, but then I, I would say, I agree that Dame kind of closed out the second half. I would say, the reason why it was never close, though, is because of Steph, which is why I would have picked him as MVP. Yeah. I, I, it, it's, it's a toss-up, and it doesn't really matter, in my opinion. Um, it's all fun. It, it's all fun in
1: games. It's all for funsies. But, but like, at my, the same time, my, my point being was that, like, I love Giannis, but, like, come yeah. on. Yeah. I, I could do and, some more. Do some
2: more. That's understandable and and do some more I think should be the theme for the dunk contest because God, I just I don't know what the solve is. I don't know what the fix is,
0: but I it was disgraceful. Yeah, I, <laughs> it was I so it was so funny for me because I uh, I had to be up early Monday so I was getting ready for bed and then my phone was blowing up with y'all and i looked and i was like oh okay the dunk contest is going horribly all right great i feel so good about not needing to tune into this right now you
1: did not right. need to tune in god you did not <laughs> need to i'll
0: go ahead i
1: i i'll just go up by starting by saying like there's been some rough ones this is the worst dunk contest in history for like every reason you could imagine no names <laughs> I would say ninety ninety nine ninety99 of NBA 50 Stanley was a person um let alone on an NBA roster like you know um there was a robbery in the first round. <laughs> the best dunk of the night got one and, of the worst scores. yeah, the best dunk of that got one of the worst scores. um it was over in about 15 minutes. It was like just super short, but not in a good way. Like you kind of want to like, well, you want all the dunks at first. It's like, no, there's only three dunkers. That was weird. You know, yep. um, none of them, none of them were very good. Honestly, like I'd say there was only two dunks that I was like, ooh. And that was the first one, which got a 44. And then the one that Anthony Simons won him the contest, had he... Went and busted his grill out and actually kissed the rim, like he, but he was still like a good foot away, it felt like. And I was like, that was terrible. Everything about that was the most disappointing thing I've ever watched in the NBA put on, and that was pretty sad. Yeah,
2: I, whatever, whatever Cassius Stanley, because I think Cassius Stanley was both mine and Jonah's pick to win the dunk contest. Because out of the three of them, he's the only like just natural bred dunker. Like that is what he is best at, and and I expected a pretty good performance from him when he put on when he put up the first dunk. Uh, I think both me and Jonah are like, oh, that's filthy. That that's gonna give him a fifty easy, just a, a clean fifty or forty nine, something like that to start. And they gave him a forty four, and I we lost it. <laughs> Because there's there's just no way. None of the the only dunker I think on that entire uh, uh staff or whatever you would call it, those five judges, I think the only dunker that maybe could have pulled off what Stanley did was Jason Richardson. I don't think any of the rest of them could have done it. And and they give him a forty four. So rookie Josh just, Smith might have maybe rookie Josh Smith, but my point my point stands that it, it's just I don't understand how you score that dunk of 44 and then you follow that up by giving Obi Topin of 48 on a much simpler dunk and one that Zach Levine did in warm-ups the week before
1: well and you know what? I think the thing that well yeah literally he literally did it in warm-ups it's not yes. a, a that, that's not even a that's not he literally did it in warm-ups um but uh I think the thing that I felt vindicated um, was multiple athletes afterwards. They were like, y'all have no idea how hard that dunk was, which made me question because all the panel were dunkers. So I was like, why didn't none of y'all see what he just did? That's so frustrating, but it is what it is. I, again, it's similar thing. I just don't want to give it too much time because I just want to say simply, it was the worst dunk contest ever. And if you really think it needs to maintain you have to make it cool again somehow, or else just get rid of well, it. Well, hopefully oh, that get that rid bad of
0: the showing entices the NBA to change something.
1: Well, no, because what the NBA needs is stars. And do you think stars want to be a part of what they just watched? No. One, no, they one do thing, not.
2: One thing I do want to say, and I think it's it's a product of just this year in general, some of the dunkers that could have been competing in the dunk contest were in the All-Star game, and the dunk contest was at halftime. And like, you're not going to have, if you're playing in the all-star game. I didn't know
0: that. That's terrible. That's a dumb decision.
2: Yeah. If you're playing in the all-star game, you're not going to do the dunk contest at halftime. No, of course not. So hopefully when the format goes back to normal and we have the, the dunk contest on Saturday night and then the all-star game on Sunday night, maybe we'll have a, a Zion Williamson. Uh, But what, what something that I saw on Twitter actually was Ja Morant, responded to somebody or quote tweeted somebody who had said that the biggest problem with the dunk contest is they never get the scores right and John Morant responded to that and said that's why I'm not going to do the dunk contest is because they 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 never get they're uh, they're not going to
0: score me right so I've never understood would, why the scores are so high like you know what I mean like Give like a dunk that Zach Levine can do in warmups, like give that a forty. You know, like really scale it. So you got well the do pro- something-
1: well the problem is it's not just because Zach Levine did it in warm-ups. It- One, the amount of creativity it takes to be in the dunk contest because it's almost impossible to come up with a unique dunk anymore. Yeah, um, you have to you have to abide by creativity in terms of also athleticism for yourself because Zach Levine has also put on a couple of the best dunk contests in the last decade. Like he's been incredible. His leaps, you know, his, his ability to go between the legs and eye coordination is incredible. Um I think they need to change the scoring system. Like they, that's what they did in the second, um, the second half of the dunk contest. They wrote the players names down instead of doing a number mm-hmm. and they called it Dwayne Wade rule. They did that for justification Justified reasons because Dwayne Wade just botched the <laughs> dunk contest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did it. Um, I think maybe go to 100 or something. Because, like, whenever you say you give, you do five judges to go up to 10, someone giving something an eight can botch the whole thing. Or if everyone says agrees on like just one level lower, the difference between a 45 and a 50 is enormous. Yep. In the dunk contest. I think they need to increase maybe the scores i don't i don't know it's just my my personal opinion yeah my personal opinion
2: is that the scoring isn't as broken as having 50 and 60 year old judges who haven't dunked in years i think what they should do because the, the 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 people that get impressed the most are the players who are currently playing if you can excite a player who's currently playing with a dunk that they know they can't do Or like they've only seen a couple times, or haven't seen before. That's that's when it gets really good. I think if you had current players evaluate as like the judges or whatever evaluating, so long as they're not on the same teams as as the the contestants,
1: you're good to go. Only if. Every one of those current players has one of the camcorders that Shaq had in the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it, because that's a top five NBA gift. Yes. go, Oh, yeah. and holding his uh, his digital camcorder. Oh, that's I need all the all, all the judges to be holding those we'll, and how how quickly they get out of their seat. Yeah, that's, that's the score. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, that's the fix. We got yeah. it. We'll write Adam Silver. We got it. <laughs> um. But let's quickly wrap up the, the rest of the NBA news because the All-Star game uh, wasn't the end of the news this week. Um, because we're getting to the, the trade deadline, which I think is towards the end of this month. It's like March 20-something, right? Something like that. I don't like I don't that. know the number off the top of my okay, head. Sure. Um, a lot of the trade rumors um, and buyouts are starting to, to heat up. Um, I'm going to go with the one that I – was hearing about uh most maybe because of my proximity as a as a lakers fan um andre drummond continues to be brought up um but i think the new thing that's been brought up for andre drummond is that him and the Cavs might reach a buyout um in which case I, the Cavs don't want that but if they can't find a good trade for him i think that's what they'll be forced into doing um and if he does that uh it was rumored that uh the lakers would be um a, a likely destination if he gets bought out, which I would love Andre Drummond for no money. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm not, like getting my hopes up yet, uh, but that was the most exciting thing that, that I saw. Um, outside of that, um, what was what was the update for, for Victor Oladipo? I don't know if I saw.
2: Well, he's getting considered um, by the Golden State Warriors. There's a lot of rumors that he's going to go to the Golden State Warriors um, before the deadline, And the Houston Rockets as a whole are kind of becoming a a sell destination. There is a rumor that they're kind of a fire sale for all their players. And Oladipo is the biggest name probably on that list. I don't think they're going to sell John Wall. Uh, I think they put too much into John Wall. But uh, Oladipo, P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, all, all of those guys are probably on the market right now. And all the depots. Everyone rumored,
0: except for, do I? I said pretty much everyone except for like, like Christian Wood and John Wall.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> so honestly, we'll if see. they came in with a good bid for John Wall, they'd probably Pro- he'd, they'd he'd probably be available. He'd probably be available, available to, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fair enough.
1: They just don't want to put his name out there because there's no reason to. You wouldn't. There's no good package for Wall right now. But if someone came in with a dumb for some dumb reason, they probably would give up Wall. Yeah. Um. Oladipo <sighs> The problem is Oladipo wants to play for a winner and no winner needs to trade for him because he's a free agent. I got just like, if he, if they really want him and they won't, they won't trade for him if they don't know if he's going to resign and resign, they know he'll sign in the summer. <laughs> so what's the only what's team, the real point.
2: Yeah. The only team that I would be very confident that Victor Oladipo would resign with is the Miami heat. He's been rumored yeah. to, to want to go to the Miami heat for like years so i would love uh, him
1: going there too
2: i i would like him on the miami heat as well i think that'd be a really good trade destination i don't see i don't
1: know if it'll happen but but we'll see i i want to i want to go back to andre drummond for one thing just because i want to know um how unbelievably frustrated uh turner's little face would be if andre drummond signed with the nets that has been rumored really yeah it's been Uh, rumored yes by alan robinson (laughs) 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 by an nfl wide receiver sources told him
0: source i mean hey his his first name starts with the same letter that's that's you know what that means
1: yeah, but um, how many sources have Lakers fans been using for the last fifteen years? With oh, every yeah, no, see, that's why, that's why I'm not getting that.
0: That worked up about it because literally every time there's a free agent, every every Lakers fan is like, "Is he coming to the Lakers? Is Bradley Beal coming to the Lakers?" It's like, no. no. I'm still I'm still waiting no. on Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving to
2: be a part of the New York Knicks. I I've, <laughs> I've been waiting on that for a while now. It still hasn't happened. I think, I think I still think, I think the Knicks the have a chance of doing something
1: with that. Yeah, but yeah, I think uh, they're finally getting over it. But I think they have a genuine chance that they're actually okay. But yeah, no, I I think well, what's I don't think they could or would do it now that they signed Blake. But God, is not that perfect? They needed a defensive rebounding center. That's all yep. they need. Yep. Yeah. So like, oh, he's not great on offense. It's like, yeah, that's almost better because you have Kyrie James Harden, and, <laughs> and Kevin Durant. You don't, you don't kind of don't want him to be good at offense because he won't be screaming <laughs> for the ball. Like,
2: like let him average five saying. points and twenty rebounds. That's fine. <laughs> that's perfectly okay.
1: Um, and and another, I you know you're getting get some boards if in that team it's yeah. just gonna be clanging it's just gonna be a vacuum down there but it is <laughs> I, it I, is.
2: another uh competitive team that signed somebody of less name value is ursan iliosova to the jazz It's only relevant because it's the jazz and they're already the best team in the league they maybe padded their depth a little bit but ursan iliosova doesn't really add a lot to them just just helps give them another big man who can stretch the floor a little bit
0: He's he's no he's no Jared Dudley.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. He's no Jared Dudley. <laughs> uh, one other player that I wanted to bring up, and it's not free agency or any sort of that news is Karis Levert. There has been uh, it was rumored before the All-Star break that he's going to be cleared to play um, sometime in the next week or so, which is just absolutely incredible, considering he had uh, surgery to remove cancer like, two months ago.
0: That's that's still the wildest story of this NBA season. Like, dude got traded, got a physical, and they were like, um, there's a growth yeah. on, y- on your kidney. We should check that out. And, like, thank God they did. Probably saved yep. him a, a ton of pain and potentially even his life. Uh, and now he's going to be playing basketball again. Like, obviously, that's not the most important thing in this whole scenario. But the fact that he can come back and play basketball soon is – the feel good story that we need um, and is going to be really emotional and really awesome.
2: It'll be really, really cool when he gets, he gets on a court again. Like it's sad because there's not a lot of fans and, and stadiums right now. So there's like no standing ovations or anything like that, but it'll, it'll definitely be an emotional moment for
0: sure. No, Absolutely. And um, I think on that note, that's a great note to end this episode on a positive yeah, note. Yeah. Um, we we're going to resume the the season this week. We're going to get even closer to the trade deadline, and so I'm sure we'll have totally new news uh, for for next week for sure. Um, the All Star break is always a great time to have fun uh, and then kind of reset on on the the stretch ahead. Uh, it's going to be a fun second half of the season for sure. Yeah. Um, But with that, that's going to be all for us here. Well, hold
2: on. One more thing I want to say. Just because the news dropped today, um, the Hall of Fame finalists were announced. We will talk about that next week because I I think there's going to be some debate between the three of us about who deserves to be in, who doesn't deserve to be in. Um, But they they were announced today. So if you haven't
1: gone and, and looked at the names who were dropped, go look at the names consider Tur- uh-huh. considering turner's fandom i guarantee he doesn't even know who michael cooper is but we can leave that <laughs> for next week i uh, i was just i was just going to counter with uh, any anybody
0: who uh, who who leaves the game on, on the, in a wheelchair to go poop there cuz they poop their pants doesn't deserve to be in the hall of fame but that's that's for next that's for next week or maybe they do maybe that's the reason they do uh, but again that's that's for next week uh, thank you he so much he can be in the Hall of Fame as long as that's part of the highlight reel like yes, yes has to be
2: part of the highlight reel I want reel. his bust to be yeah that's his bust that is that's his bust, bust. And is in the wheelchair in the wheelchair,
0: wheelchair with, with the poop stain alright <laughs> and on that on that dumb note really thank you so much for listening uh, follow us on Twitter at Flight_Pod, underscore uh, pod and we will see you later on this week peace peace